The Federal Ministry of Health warns that smokers die young. Tobacco smoke contains over 70 substances known to cause cancer. Smoking kills. Quit now. Religion tends to close off your mind to so many things mm -hmm. and most times it's from a place of fear and true religion is never from fear, it is love. That's why the Bible always calls to renew, it tells you to go back to the drawing board. And it's also why Jesus Christ said, cast all your burdens on me. So most times if a job is stressing me too much, I'm telling you, I can't kill myself. I've given you what I can give you and I know I will do my best. But if you are demanding and you don't want to reciprocate the demand you're giving me, I'll leave the environment and go and for a good place because there will always be good places. Another thing in deeper life, I did experience misogyny, but not in that way. If anybody fuck up in church, both of you are getting punished. They never favored anybody. The guy is going to get punished. I know it's a church where there are strict rules about fornication. If both of you do that, somebody finds out. They are punishing the girl, they are punishing the man. Everybody's getting punished. Their parents, they are punishing them also. <laughs> so, I don't know what it is. I don't know where I'm meant to serve. But I feel like it will sum up eventually. But I'm just following the direction. Buenos dias, good afternoon, good day, all the greetings that matter, 
Welcome to another episode of Nick and I'm Big, the best podcast in Southern Solar System. I remain your awesome, eccentric, insane Captain KV. And the crowd goes wild. Thank you very much. So far, so good. You know, we've been having guests on every episode for the season. And on this episode, I have another guest with me. And sticking to the theme of the season, give it up for Stitch. And the crowd goes wilder. So yes, guys, uh, we have Stitch with us. And I was also doing notice plenty talking because Stitch had something in her mouth. But now that she's finished chewing, do you want to introduce yourself before we get right into it? Um... For anyone who's listening to the podcast for the very first time because your friend sent it to you, your enemy sent it to you, you just stumbled upon it somewhere. This is Naked and Baked and if you cannot tell from the name, we are very 420 friendly. And to put more how the podcast goes is 4 plus 2 plus 0 gives 6. So we have 6 questions making up an entire episode. I ask whatever guest I have 4 questions. And that guest asked me two questions. We split it into two. So two questions and one on one half, we're going to break. Then two questions and one question, and we call it a wrap. And so Stitch wanted to introduce herself before I throw her in the deep end. Hey, you do what? And Stitch wanted to introduce herself before I throw her in the deep end and hit her with my question. Stitch? Hi, I'm Stitch. You said that with almost zero enthusiasm, like, hi. Okay, he has put me on the spot, so I'm Stitch. Do you want to do that again? <laughs> okay, okay, so a little context. You are the youngest person I've had on the pod so far. And you look the part, to be honest. If I know I'm going to take... Oh, yeah, remain anonymous, right? I'm going to say... Even though, for your own records, mm-hmm. take a picture of yourself sometime before you yeah. leave because you're actually looking the Gen Z part. I love it so much. But um, it also gives me context to ask this first question. Without trying to sound any type of way, all humility served, I don't just have anybody on my podcast, right? So the fact that you're on my podcast means to a certain level, you're either as mad as I am or I'm hoping to learn something from you, right? And so mm-hmm. like, my first question is, what is something about you or about Gen Z's generally that mm-hmm. would surprise older people? It could be something in wisdom. And when I say wisdom, I mean, you know, very often we hear older people say things like, why is a 35-year-old man friends with a 20-year-old boy, mm-hmm. right? But in the same vein, we know of humans who are young as regards the amount of time they've spent on earth but the wisdom or the experience or the maturity they show makes them quote-unquote qualify to be friends with the older ones and i say all this with the context of i was that young person i remember a boss of mine who when i was turning 22 she lost her mind because she could have sworn that i was like 30. most of my friends i've given context on the pod before I was in GS1, my best friends were in SS2, SS3. I was in first year, my friends, my immediate circle were, you know, working. I've always had older friends and I know why, right? But I don't, because I'm no longer, unfortunately, a young person, even though I claim to be forever 21. Again, circling back mm-hmm. and I'm giving context to the question. What is something about young people that, again, maybe I didn't phrase it right. Nobody yeah, not surprised yeah. older people, but it's a fact about young people. You could now use yourself as the case study. Okay. I think one thing that is surprising is that our parents, it's shocking for them to realize that we're like them. Explain. Because they raised us to be who we are 
and then every you know everything a child does is the parent yeah it's a reflection of the parent yes so i think when they see that reflection they get scared because they are this person too and they don't understand the reason why yes <laughs> so, and I did, yeah exactly like um everything you are or you used to be because even when we have like repressed parts of ourselves or emotions or things that we repress because of other things that we've encountered when you're grooming a child those parts of you come out in the words you say in the things you do and it imprints on the child and they reflect it back to you as they grow and so it's like oh i i always want to do this thing but then my child is doing it now and because i didn't do it because i was scared and now they are doing these things that i always wanted to do and i don't know how to handle it but then kids know how to handle it we always know because we've owned it it's our world they no longer have that world they can't navigate our world they cannot just as we cannot exactly navigate theirs but theirs is not also completely an enigma to us because through them we already have experiences for their exactly that makes sense there was something you said i can't remember exactly i'll have to listen back because it always blows my mind how my younger brother and my mom interact. Like, when they fight, they fight ugly and dirty. Mm-hmm. But they are caught from the same ill. But then you said something about how very often kids are reflections of our parents, right? Either yeah. directly or indirectly. What that means is yeah. we either cope whatever traits our parents are exhibiting. Or if we don't like that trait, we do the exact opposite to counter yeah. it. It's yeah. a reflection, right? Yes. Can you see what you said? And like, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, that explains that relationship. So thank you. Thank you for answering mm-hmm. that. A baby of that question would now then be, what would you say is something your parents imprinted in you that you have polished? So something okay. that was maybe a bad thing or could have been a bad thing, mm-hmm. but you also know is your trait mm-hmm. and so you have spun it to be a good thing. Mm. I don't think I have found that yet. Okay. Um, still on the path to like discovering myself and knowing myself. So like, I'm just beginning the journey. Just beginning your journey. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't. There are so many things I haven't figured out yet, but I know I will figure out. Which is my name. But by Emoja's breast. Exactly. So like for now. I know that I am doing my best to handle whatever fears they might have had about me doing certain things and all of that. I guess because of their fears, it helped me navigate better. So what I did How was, so? What does that mean? I took their fears. I sat it down and I was like, okay, like, why? I, an, I analyzed it. I Okay, yeah, like of interacting with the world out there. They are very closed people. Okay. Religious and all of that religion tends to close off your mind to so many things mm-hmm. and most times it's from a place of fear and true religion is never from fear it is love so um i took those fears i sat them down i asked questions why because i like to be very analytical okay. when i do things so it's like okay why are you scared of this thing why is this thing what problem led here led here led here and i'm like okay all right cool i know how i would do my best to navigate it then why should i limit myself or hold back when i can just figure out things and explore the world the reason why I want to make you stitch is because somebody called me out saying all my male guests have names of animals and all my female guests have names of 
other human beings am i trying to be humanist making a men animals and women are like okay don't worry oh my the God. next woman she'll be an animal and people they think a lot oh my no, God. I the person I thought about it was me Oh, okay. oh my god, <laughs> you think a lot. You they think a lot. Whoa, but that's and, good. Yeah, we're just a, we're good. just in passing I noticed like ah wait to why is it that I mean think You're about empathic, it. you think about every other person. I Thank want to make you comfortable. I'm going to take that. Hear that guys, I'm empathic what she said, chat. That's what I am. Yeah, second question and some context to the question. You have mentioned it in answering the first question how your upbringing is very religious. So the segue to the question, would you call yourself religious? I think spiritual is more like it. Okay, you are more spiritual than you are religious, but you have yeah. a religious background, right? Uh, yes. Okay, so more context, guys. Her religious background for those who know what it is, deeper life. Now, given your religious background and who you are now, what would your definition of a personal hell be? Be okay. Not doing what I'm meant to do, my purpose. What is your purpose? I'm still figuring it out, but I know that I am on the path. I can see it. I don't know what it is. I don't know where I'm meant to serve. But I feel like it will sum up eventually, but I'm just following the direction. Where is this direction leading? (laughs) Where is it suggesting that you're going? What are the individual components that make up the sum that you're hoping would sum up? That I am going to do a whole lot of good for people. Through my creativity and my art. So you're a creative? Yes. And you're an artist? Yes. Why didn't you mention this in your introduction? (laughs) Okay, so just make sure I have this straight. You are not quite sure how, but you know that you're going to do good through your art and your creativity. Yes. What is your definition of good? Serve, uplift contribute to the good of humanity i see myself as giving service i feel like that's why i was created to exist i cannot not do that serve yeah to serve to do my best to make sure that the good in humanity does not fade out why do you think the good in humanity is under threat of fading out because in as much as there's good there's bad they can't exist without each other every time i hear it in as much i love it so much because it always makes me smile carry on (laughs) there is good and bad they're mirrors they always reflect each other one cannot exist without the other Mm -hmm. balance Mm-hmm. there's the left side the right side the yin yang energy mm-hmm. that's the very fiber of the universe okay that's the core so there would always be an opposite of something there's good there's bad they will always wage war one will win i feel like that's what christians always talk about all the time they're just leaving it continuously just go around 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 okay what i'm trying to understand is okay so your purpose is to serve is to do good Mm-hmm. I had asked first, why do you feel like good is dwindling? Your answer was basically there's a balance. You didn't exactly answer the question, but I don't want us to also forget the reason why I'm asking these questions, which is tying back to your purpose, which you have said that you're not quite sure what it is, but you know it's to serve. Maybe purpose is a scary word. When you wake up in the morning, mm-hmm. what is it that by the time you go to bed, if you achieve or fail, you would feel either fulfilled or whatever the opposite of fulfilled is. Okay. Currently now, like work, 
if I don't like do the things I need to do, where work is concerned, to fuck up my head. And does work serve the ultimate purpose of the good you want to do? Yes, actually, okay. I'm working in the space that I want to work in because I'm literally just beginning. I've spent a good number of my life leaving something out, so now it's like my time to finally do me. So okay. I'm learning. I'm growing in these spaces because mm-hmm. I know that I want to really do something huge and big later on. Okay. So like I'm doing the underground work now. You're putting in the hours, basically. Yes, yes, that yes. But in as much as I'm putting in the hours, it's also done with strategy because I don't want to work and die now. Uh-uh. I don't know if you want to, but every time you say that much, I take a shot. <laughs> Why? Because. It is not an English word. I've been Nigerian. Only in Nigeria. I've been Nigerian. And like I said, no. I understand it. It I just always makes me laugh. That's all. Oh, is it in Nigeria English dictionary? <laughs> Fuck England. This dog by. When we say consign them, consign us, they've colonized us, they've gone. We have formed our own now. Okay. I'm not sure I'm very satisfied with those answers, but I'm also reminding myself that the answers are not really for me. But it's also just very interesting. And I really do hope that your purpose becomes clear or clearer Mm -hmm. whenever you're ready for it and you have the grace to execute and do everything you want to do. Also, part of that purpose is making money in life. Actually, yes, that's the number one purpose. I'm sorry, yo. As, as, as I'm serving, it is serving me back. So I love it. Make your money work mm. for you as you're working for your money. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, I, yes, I love yes, it. yes, exactly. I love it. And I'm going yeah. to make a personal note to myself for accountability's sake that from what she just said on the eventual solo episode for the season, I'm going to talk about why I really don't read money, but that's not a conversation for today. Ooh, okay. okay, um, okay, okay. I've asked you two questions. Hit me one question and then we go on a break and then we, you know, do what okay. we have to do. What's your favorite thing to do? I don't have a favorite anything. Mm-hmm. Because I believe that life has too many wonders that I haven't experienced Ooh, to choose a favorite like, thing. Oof. You know, so in a moment I could have, oh, I enjoyed this ah, thing like, immensely in this moment. I mean, just of that wine, there's better wine. Do you get me? But it's even kind of, sort of like deeper than that. It's like, what's your favorite color? I can't tell you that my favorite color is purple because when I wear pink shorts and I go to the beach, I look smashing hot. But if I wear yellow shirts and I go here, I also look amazing. Because, again, why would I have a favorite? But, I mean, because, again, I could also, if a gun was pointed to my head and they say, what's your favorite? Again, I would not say that I did a favorite, but something that you would find me doing 9 out of 10 times if I me smoking a joint. Yeah, I thought of that anyway. But, again, whilst it sounds like Oh, she's smoking a joint, obviously. It's not the smoking of the joints that I'm enjoying. There's something I stopped saying about two years ago. I stopped saying I'm high because I realized how misleading that word is. And I started saying I'm aware. Because I've come to realize that what people call highness is just them being very aware of what is happening in the moment. Oh my God, the music is so beautiful. Oh Oh my God, this woman tastes so amazing. It's just them being aware. Oh my God, can you hear that? It's just awareness. Heightened senses. Heightened senses. So I stopped saying I'm high and I started saying I'm aware. that's like living on like the highest realm of living. Something like that. And so... I'm just flowing in the stream. Consciousness. 
understanding that you cannot decide how the current goes mm-hmm. what you can do is maximize exactly. the current flow exactly. yeah you so just let life lead it's not a let life lead because letting life lead is kind of sort of irresponsible is not the word because mm-hmm. again there are times no, when you won't be irresponsible that's why i said irresponsible is not the word mm-hmm. because obviously there are times where it is wise for you to go with the flow but an example would be the souls in the submarine that is lost. They had a direction they were going. Mm-hmm. And now they are going with the flow of the ocean. What that means is if you go with the flow of life, if you find yourself where you're not supposed to go, not, exactly. not where you're not supposed to go, but where, where you don't want to be. So it's about judging the flow and using that flow to propel you to where you want to go. I think that's mm-hmm. a place of deliberateness in mm-hmm. going with the flow. Mm-hmm. But going with the flow also means, oh shit, it's raining today, mm-hmm. so that means I can't go play football. But what I can do is, because if I'm not going to play football, I can watch football videos to make my football skills better. That's if I'm a footballer, for example. That's not being deliberate because, okay, I'm going to play football today, but it's raining. Or, you know, some shits. I can't physically play, but I can improve by watching videos or You're something. a problem solver. <laughs> Am I... <laughs> yeah. Why do you say so? That's problem solving. Th- those sides, like when you're aware. That's interesting. I've never thought about it like that. Awareness brings out so many things. Like all those repressed um, things that we were taught maybe during childhood and then you forgot. Yeah. It just heightens it and then you just find yourself performing that. I hear you. That makes it. That's actually something to mull on. And so, whilst we're mulling on that, don't go anywhere whilst our sponsors get a word. In the meantime, don't forget to hit subscribe. Don't forget to share with a friend if you like what you heard so far. And if you've hated it, don't forget to share with your enemies. And we'll be right back. How have we done for the five minutes already? I must say that I can't let you go Girl, you're deep inside my soul Tell me how am I supposed to live without your love And if you say that you must go Without your love, by doing the story. Available on all streaming platforms. And we're back, obviously. Hi guys, welcome back to the best podcast inside of the solar system. If you're just joining us, I have with me on this episode, Stitch or... What was the other option I was going to give you? Doradix. Or Doradix, we'll figure it out because, yeah, I haven't made up my mind yet. So we have, we have Stitch the Explorer with us. Mm. Yeah. We have, that's how YouTube can have it. So we have Stitch the Explorer with us on the podcast. And so far, so good as podcast usually goes. We've asked each other two questions and one question in the first half of the pod. If you miss out on that, just press back a number of times. Start again and catch up with us. We're not going anywhere. I hope you subscribe also. Now, getting back to the plot for today, and let me tell you how it's going to go. So, I usually like my guests closing out the episode, right? So, mm. I'll ask you the third question, okay. you ask me your question, and then I'll ask you your second question. Okay. Got okay, it? Okay. 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 So, navigating life as we know it in 2023 as a creative, as an artist, as somebody who isn't religious but is spiritual, has religious backgrounds, and all that you are. What's that journey like? 
imagine if you were talking to somebody else who was 12 okay if you're 12 and you're listening to this mm. you know you should not be listening to this podcast because it is supposed to be rated 18 but mm-hmm. let's even imagine that if an 18 year old is listening to this the point of this question is for them to hear something in your story that inspires them to keep going you know so in the journey of being you what is something you have learned mm. That life would keep getting better if you wanted to. Hmm. Yeah. If you wanted to, that's a very interesting phrase. And I say it's interesting because you're suggesting that willpower plays a huge role in the turnout of life. Yeah, most times. Okay, carry on. There will always be terrible things that happen. Even if bad things happen, you can choose to see the good instead and just believe that things will get better instead of holding on to the fear and closing yourself off. I just always want to be enthusiastic about life every time, even when it is really bad or terrible. I just always choose to be happy. You know how to say the things that should be said or need to be said without saying how you came to that conclusion with the context of your personal story. Okay. And <laughs> I'm probing because it's not much different from the aspire to Maguire to Perspire people. Like anybody can aspire to Maguire to Perspire. But by the time I tell you how I've been hustling from my days in Ujo Elegba or something, that immediately okay. connects to people in Ujo Elegba. Okay. Asking the question again, Okay. in your creative and artistic journey up until the point where you are now, what is how do you maintain that enthusiasm that you always like to hold on to? How do you maintain pursuing the good you want to do? How do you maintain being okay. stitched, the explorer? I just like to protect my space. I can be very closed from a whole lot of things because I've been grown to always protect myself. I'm the only child. I grew up alone. My mom was at work and didn't have time to connect with me. So I just had to learn how to protect myself a whole lot. So Pause, pause, pause. So I'm very interested in the choice of words you use, by the way. You said your mom was working very often and so you didn't have time to connect. So you had to protect yourself. My brain is now thinking, or I'm now thinking, why did you use protect? Why didn't you use something like, and I had to learn to express myself or assert myself or I had to be more independent. Why was it protect? Because of the kind of person I am, I am very sensitive. I feel things on a whole other level that other people might not feel them. Very, very mean? sensitive. Emotionally sensitive. Like I sense moods a lot. If your mood switches up one second, I feel it immediately. And it affects me. Like the energy just blows me off and I lose that sense of direction. Growing up, I've always felt like I couldn't really navigate the world because it was like people were moving too fast and in my head, everything is just slow. I don't like to be very overwhelmed. So I guess I've just always had to protect that part of me because the world is always loud and screaming and everywhere is just a whole lot so i had to teach myself to protect that part of me and like close it off i give the energy i want to give out to the world yeah take of me but you can't cross this line i cannot come and keep myself for you or for anything in life and i think it has reflected physically sometimes i grew up like scared of holding things because i felt like my hands were like too clumsy like i i would say maybe it is the kind of environment i grew up in being alone and then having to adult 
there was no child no children around and i interacted with few people so yeah i was very shy growing up a whole lot shy like i didn't have confidence which was ironic because my mommy said i was a talkative and they had this nickname for me saying i used to talk too much but you look at it and compare it to what is happening outside and you realize that you're actually a very quiet person now connect the two very strict so like in a very strict environment Instead of making it like affect me a whole lot, as I began to grow, I told myself that I needed to just figure out and do me instead of these other things. I can take the lessons I learned from here mm-hmm. and apply it to my life now. Mm-hmm. I, I decided to look at the positives of the environment I was raised in. I grew up in a very toxic Is home. Right? Yeah. Okay. So it was a whole lot toxic. It was terrible childhood was messy a whole lot and of course i made mistakes along the way but i realized i don't like stress i don't like voila and i can't endure stress for too long so i told myself Omo, figure out one side pick out the good out of this how can you navigate this situation and get out of it if you really want to be happy for the rest of your life yeah if i wasn't living in nigeria and i have to start working hard i think i'm one of those people that would choose just comfortable life i wouldn't say over wealth but like I just want to relax and be happy in life and just live through life. I don't want to hustle for anything like that. But I will do the work that will bring me the money. I don't want to stress too much. Mm. So most times if a job is stressing me too much, I'm telling you, I can't kill myself. I'm giving you what I can give you. And I know I will do my best. But if you are demanding and you don't want to reciprocate the demand you're giving me, I'll leave the environment and go and look for a good place. Because there will always be good places. There will always be good places because I want good places. I would chase after good places. That's interesting. It's more like knowing your worth. I hear you. That's 420, I presume. Yeah, that's 420. <laughs> um, I'm knowing on this bone on what you said a few seconds ago about the world moving very quickly and people's moods, aka their energy throwing you off yours and so you learn to protect it and i may be wrong i may be being presumptuous also understanding that like you have already said you are still figuring life out so it's mm-hmm. something that you might eventually get to mm-hmm. so i don't mean to sound any type of way because i am where i am and you are where you are yeah exactly um when i was trying to figure out your pseudonym I was honestly going to go Jiminy the Cricket from Pinocchio because that is not too dissimilar to the energy you are. You are a quiet confidence. You are you are a, you are a quiet confidence that is meek. I don't know. I'm just putting those words together whilst I'm trying to figure it out. Different things you have said. You like to serve. You like to look for the good in people. And all of these things, whilst they are great sides to you for me who also knows you outside of all of the things we talk about in the podcast it reaffirms to me the if you were an animal for example i would say you would be a hamster better still a hedgehog Mm. or a hedgehog that hasn't quite developed its spikes or isn't Mm. quite aware of its spikes and so it runs into its shell to protect itself very very often and whilst that is again understandable because you know the hedgehog is small it can be prey and all of those it also means the hedgehog is robbed of experiences that it could have because at the quote-unquote slightest threat it's rolling into a ball 
you know, I don't even know if that made sense, but the point I think I'm trying to make is maybe on listening back to this episode, mm-hmm. maybe not now, maybe in 10 years' time or something, maybe I'll even come back to eat my words, and if I do, I'll come back and I'll be the first one to say I was wrong again, but truly, mm-hmm. we don't die anytime soon, we're going to other lives. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that you, you need a little bit more tenacity in you, mm-hmm. a little bit more assuredness and i mm. guess that assuredness comes from self-love and you know like you said you're exploring it you're working on it that makes sense but it concerns me slightly when you say because again i understand the world moving fast i understand all those when you say something like when somebody else's mood slash energy changes it affects you to the point that it throws you off for a bit that's kind of sort of giving that person's energy dominance over yours because it has now if you were here for example and this person's energy meets yours it shakes you where you were and where you were going has changed slightly little bit do you know what i'm trying to say even if this energy is unsavory to you Hmm. it's saying okay i don't like this energy you're bringing to me but you still have enough spine or backbone to say this is energy i don't want please move it away while staying who you are i'm learning that currently okay yes Okay, so like I said, it's yes. like something that you might be yeah, working on already, yeah, yes. but um, I'm this, I think that's something you should I'm also pay that. attention yes. to. Yeah, so you ask me <laughs> your question you. and then ask the final question okay. and call it a wrap. Um, which country would you like to visit? When? Like now, if you could visit any country now, what country would it be? You know why I asked when? Because not too dissimilar from your favorites. I get a list of countries where I won't visit for different times and different seasons, but right now Wait, as I right did, now, like okay, the same now, person now, say yeah. you call the ambassador I, I, like I like that structure different countries for different seasons uh, nice. somebody I know a long time ago and that's life lives now he defines success as to never experience winter in his life Ooh. and in the past at least 10 years he has not experienced winter let's say a day in Nigeria now as rainy season they come you don't go UK maybe UK summer once winter they come for summer they go Switzerland that was his measure of success as life lives. Oh my god, this is so cool. Like, no, either he never wanted to experience winter or he always wants to experience summer. One of them that everywhere is going is always going to be sunny. California vibes, three five days a fucking year. And I like that kind of thing because it is a goal that you want. So everything you are doing in your life falls in that direction. Yep. So it defines the kind of job you're going for because yep. you know what you want. Yep. That strategic thinking, I really like that. Yeah. Lot. And I'm learning to implement that in my life right now. Like, I love it. Work smart, not just work hard. Work smart. Let the hard work, work hard. be in the smart work. But if I guess gets a call from the president of a country saying, come right now, I think I would either do... Croatia okay. or Iceland. Ooh, why Croatia? Ice, why Iceland? Iceland because I'm going to experience it multiple times, but I look forward to experiencing my first aurora borealis, okay, the northern nice. skylights. Oh. I look forward to my first experience of it. Ooh. So that's why, if right now, we'll, that's what I feel like, I would do Iceland. Croatia because they have some of the what's the English I'm looking for? They're one of the most nudist um, oh, oh, okay, 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 accepting okay. people. They are very I love They're just chill. Thinking. You know. So again, yeah, I don't know the place. Like of, everything in your life has to fall in line with your way of life. 
Baby girl, that's life I live. I'm not trying to do anything more than yes. Like I, I think I'm doing life hard. has you to be want... what I want. The things I am passionate about. Yeah. So you structure your life in that way, like you. Be oh, no, I was gonna say I don't know exactly how much racism plays a factor into Croatian people. Oh. So I don't know how racist they are there, but you know when me I did grace always follows me so racism is good all right when they're trying to kill black people in an all-white community ah kv not black but his good vibes frame a lot of people talk about it a lot of people don't understand that spirituality you know is such a big deal and people can actually sense your aura you hear wild testimonies of you know when they were saying Amroba was on the bus for example and they were saying they robbed everybody on the they robbed the person in the front seat, robbed the back seat but then there was this person that they were fine and wanted to rob him the organ say no frame for no reason you just say no no just frame even the organ you may not know why he said frame but that's your aura speaking for you that's your energy speaking for you and you have to learn to live your life in such a way that like the aura you always send out is a reflection of who you are. Once it's true, Perfect. again, authenticity. Life you have to. Once you're authentic about everything you're meant to do, everybody have. We all have our own direction. You shouldn't be working in someone else's direction. Yeah. You should be working in yours. You have to find yourself. Yeah. Final question. Um, it's not presumptive to say you grew up in a very strict Christian home, right? Mm-hmm. My final question is now. What is a pro and what is a con from growing up in that background? The conversation we were having before was shit's mm-hmm. music. You know, we connect about reading and writing shit's music because from the church, you learned how to play the violin, right? Mm-hmm. So that's a pro. Like, irrespective of however ridiculous the church's rules can be, we can say they instilled in you the life skill of being able to read shit's music and mm-hmm. that's, you know, helps you appreciate music better. Right, so yeah, what is a pro and what is a con from growing up in a churchy background? Okay, for me, my churchy background, they have one standard. It's that you must have excellence in everything you do. They do not bore you when not to excel. So if there's to... already the default pressure, you must confess in class or just and It's not like a pressure, more like they groom you to be. So nobody's pressuring you, but they're always telling you. <laughs> like, like, nobody's pressuring you, do you get? Mm-hmm. It's like an indoctrination that is very seamless, that like you don't even see it as stress. Because they integrate it into our lives. So you're going for quite practice. You're learning how to play instruments. They're making it fun for you. They're making it interactive. They're telling you to draw a picture so that they can hang it in the church. So they're developing your artistic skills. They're telling you to learn uh, memory verses. And then a child will win a prize if in your district there are rich people there. So they bring biscuits and all those things for children <laughs> church. So when you're reading and reciting, they're giving you something. Like the environment was like very cool. So, I've never heard anyone appreciate the church. Like, that's, it is really nice. I like the church was my whole life growing up. I was involved in the activities in okay. the church. When I was in children church, I joined the choir. Joining the choir means that you go for choir practice every Saturday. Nobody's beating you. If you do not come, nobody will beat you. But there's also the context that you also enjoy these things because you're trying to, quote-unquote, escape from home. Hmm. I never really thought about it like that. Okay. I guess, yeah, church like, was my home because everybody was there. I was involved in activities. I had friends that were good people, that were nice people. I but you saw these people only on Sundays? No, I go to church Monday, Thursdays, and Sundays, and Saturdays. And then I had no choice. I didn't have siblings. Maybe if I had siblings, it would have been easier. And there was no television. 
remember TVs of the devil. So you had no source of entertainment you have to be outside. Exactly. My other source of entertainment was books. I enjoyed reading the Bible because it was stories. I okay. saw it as stories. I didn't see it as one book of condemnation and damnation. I didn't really care. I was just there for the King's Chronicles and those stories. That's why I enjoyed reading it. And then because I was in church, so I would come out to read Bible reading, you know, all those things. And then they are telling you that when you read the Bible, you should write what you learned down and then you come and talk about it. All of those things were there. And then while you are listening to the message, you are writing. So when I'm in class, as the teacher is talking, I'm writing fast because I already have the experience from church. And our pastor, he's more a teacher than even like a preacher because he was a professor. He understands education. So you can tell he's an intelligent person because he took his experience from school and brought it into ministry. He would break down things. He would simplify it. The English was good. So it was like we're in school. And then I grow older and I realize how all of these qualities has helped me those experiences raised me and it really formed because would have um, success camps where they would take young people and then get away from your parents it was like boarding school with every other it was like summer camp yes yeah, summer camp but for church kids and then they're inviting people that will come and talk to you and all of those things they really like they've raised us well if you were involved in church but then some people experience deeper life through their parents Okay. So it broke them. Because you now have parents that want you to be perfectionist. I didn't exactly have a parent like that. And church was taking care of me. So it made it easy for me to just follow the vibe and just be enjoying myself there. Even though there were negative experiences that were fucked up. Of course, in the church, you experience people with fucked up personalities and mentalities. Yeah. That's not on the church. That's on the yes, person. Yes, that's on the person. Because you can clearly hear that the pastor is preaching another thing and this person is doing another thing. So I guess because I was very aware as a child. And again, I also had the experience of growing up with a father that is a sportsman. So he's very free and relaxed and he just wants to chill. So... In church then, I would want to wear trousers and all of that, but I was in the church. So I just told myself, see, eh, just enjoy this moment. When you want to do what you want to do, you do, do what it. you do. Don't worry. Yeah. Don't worry. <laughs> so I already knew I wasn't going to end up like that eventually. So I just told myself to just enjoy the moment. I was into church proper, proper, actually. And the thing is, every time I always say the best moment of my life has been in church. There was a time we all trekked from, and this was children's church, we trekked from Bagada down to Yaba on our own. Why? We were just having fun. We had finished from choir practice. We were just coming down. Everybody was happy. And we're kids. Another thing that church also promoted was community because everybody in church was serving each other. We had a lady that would take us for choir practice. She was not related to us in any way, but it was church. So she would come to our houses, she would pick us up one by one. So there was that community. I don't I don't know if they have it now anyways, but something we generally don't have as a generation. We don't have those secondary communities that our parents had. Yes, there was that community. So everybody was friendly. Even we knew the leaders that were mean that you will not talk to. We knew them. We knew the free ones. Even till now, I do still have one church leader that will always talk to that knows me as i am like this and doesn't discriminate exactly so we knew the ones to gravitate to and they were the ones that helped us through because they could see who we were they understood it they didn't discriminate they just gave us advice to steer us in the right way okay if you went to a public university you would notice that most of the people that do well in school are deeper life kids 
in OAU then, I remember that every pre-degree person would attend a deeper life tutorial because they were good. They demanded you to be good because they will tell you in as much as you're going for <laughs> yeah, I know you laugh. <laughs> as you're going for in as much as you're going for choir practices and doing all of those things, you must you not fail. Yes, yeah, so one of the criteria of being a leader in church then or having any leadership role was that you must be good exactly. You must be good in school because they don't want you to come and say it's because, because I'm because of the, yeah, that makes sense. Another thing. In deeper life, I did experience misogyny, but not in that way. If anybody fuck up in church, both of you are getting punished. They never favored anybody. The guy is going to get punished. And you know, it's a church where there are strict rules about fornication. If both of you do that, somebody finds out. They are punishing the girl, they are punishing the man. Everybody is getting punished. Their parents, they are punishing them also. <laughs> so, it was, they had those very strict rules. So everybody, everybody <laughs> receives, everybody receives equal punishment. Imagine you see receive papa away, they can't call you. Say, conference is right, obviously, let's see how you say, you catch your son, you give person Most of, most of those people that receive punishment are leaders, like maybe choristers, that they already, they already yeah, told the standard. So. Exactly. Normal young people, they don't really care like that. They'll just preach to you. They'll preach to you the gospel. They know that it's not entering your ear. Don't worry. They yeah, know. They can see. Yes. You know, say, as soon as you come on, you know, say, you, you, they go back on them. But you know what? Me and nobody do my job. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, see. Mm-hmm. That was how it was. But, like, of course, there will always be bad people doing certain things too. So I experienced that. What I decided to do was not dwell on those bad experiences, but take the lessons I'd learned and wield it to help me navigate life. Yeah. Though all of my growing up was me battling with handling those bad experiences and falling and just doing everything. Because I think, yeah, why I'm currently in that stage that you mentioned that you weren't sure about mm-hmm. is because I'd experienced the really terrible things okay. earlier on. And okay. in my childhood, I'd had to grow up quicker so i was navigating adult situations plus the whole family stuff in my childhood and it was terrible so it's like now that i'm not aware i don't want to stress myself yeah, for yeah, a long yeah. period yeah i don't i don't want to it no. makes sense so, so yeah sense. i think the one of the points of not a point i think one of the reasons why i like conversations like this because it also gives me chances to reiterate and share my experiences my knowledge is I understand that I am not defined by my experiences or mm-hmm. by what has happened. Mm-hmm. It is very easy to let experiences define us. Yeah. Okay, I was raped. I can let that incident define me and I always define myself mm-hmm. as oh I'm a rape victim. Or I can choose to yeah, I was raped, that was mm-hmm. an experience. But it hasn't defined. It hasn't defined me. I would I be today. exactly. I would. You know? I would not let that because you should be in charge of your life. Nothing yeah. should be able to control you. Nothing should be able to wield that much power over you. <clears throat> I want to sneeze. Hypocrite. Because <laughs> uh, now you pay person mood go change. You go there. Show you off. But yeah, it's like, that's me teasing. Don't worry. That's me teasing. That's me teasing. I I, um, I understand it. I know that I should have that. But it's like I'm. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a work in progress. Don't yeah. worry, it's a work in progress. Yeah. And then the second part, the con. I know there are plenty, but what's a con from growing in a church environment? Mm. Yeah. Ugh. 
this can get very toxic sometimes <laughs> okay very very toxic sometimes that's interesting because isn't the church of Roman souls be full of god's love and jesus acceptance i know right but humanity will always interfere and that's one thing church people tend to forget they feel like they are perfect every time it's not possible in the bible it says that you should renew mm. they always forget that you have to renew they feel like I'm perfect every time. And so they now impose that perfection on other people. And then they now become judgmental. And then they now become the exact people that the Bible told. Thank you. See, it's very easy to be who you criticize, actually. Yeah. There's a way I put it in my Twitter drafts. I need to remember. Stop drawing this right <laughs> <laughs> It's very easy to become the thing you hate. Yeah. So you always exactly balance. There's the yin and the yang. Another thing, I've noticed that Nigerian Christians, ah, I don't know how Christianity was presented to us, but the love is missing most times. True love is missing. Look at Jesus Christ now. Ah, you know, judge one person. Even when he's reprimanding them, he's reprimanding them with love. You can feel the love. You can feel that this person loves me. No, not one judgment. It's like, my guy, you know they fuck up like this. Now this way you're supposed to do him, you know. But you're doing like this. But humans... People, <laughs> bro, they don't like to accept that they are not perfect. They are not perfect, and that they are living in life. You cannot be perfect when you are living here. Go to heaven if you want to be perfect. Go and disappear <laughs> if you want to be perfect. <laughs> like, what are you? Why are you looking for perfection? Are you Jesus? I mean, Which superpower the Bible says that we should aspire to live like Christ did. And that's also another thing that they preach now, that Jesus walked the earth as a man to prove that being a man and remaining holy is possible. Um, sorry. Um, yeah, he did that to show you that you can be this. But you're not that. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Do you know why? Because he upped and left. <laughs> Do you know how many years they told him to come and spend? They gave him three. Because when you stay, you tend to now become it. The environment matters. Too. Okay, so basically what you're trying to say is that once you don't pass 33, you're allowed to be a bad person. No. Because at least bad. No, 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 no. Jesus went to was 33. Was no, that's not what I'm saying. Was 33 was 33. Yeah. So that means at least bad as when Jesus did 33 years. Eh? He started his ministry from 30, so he did it for 3 years. Okay, so again, the best argument is. Okay, Jesus was on earth for 33 years and was holy till he up and went. So up until you're 33, you can manage to be holy. That's yeah, not that what I'm saying, no. <laughs> okay, so what I'm, are you saying? <laughs> I'm saying that you should always constantly go back to the source where you came from. Christians forget that they live on earth. Earthly things will disturb you. You're worried about your money. You're worried about feeding your kids. It's normal. You start to feel certain things. And then if you don't sit with yourself and ask yourself why you're going through these things, you begin to throw it on other people. You now become that very thing that you are trying not to be. That's why the Bible always calls to renew. It tells you to go back to the drawing board. And it's also why Jesus Christ said, cast all your burdens on me. Because he's always telling you at some point, you have to slow down and now reassess yourself. You know, we are like machines. We always need fine-tuning. And humans forget you that. You need fine-tuning. <laughs> That's why you need mental health breaks where you just need to relax. It applies in every aspect, even in spirituality. We are not perfect. 
you should try to be perfect so that you'll be a good person and then the world will be nice and there will be love. We understand that you mm. are not, that we are not perfect. Yes. So it helps you reassess. So when you start getting cranky, you're not like, oh, 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 hold on. I shouldn't talk to that boy like that. That's a very messy attitude. Why am I doing that? What is happening? What's the situation that is making me talk like this? Oh, I'm hungry. Okay, how do I get more? Blah, blah, blah. And then you reassess. If we think about each other and how the things we say affect the other person, like if we are all thinking about each other, like seamlessly, humanity. The world would be a better place. I think. I think that's up for debate. What do you guys think? Please let us know when you interact. I, I'm sorry, I can be very idealistic. Very no, no, there's nothing <laughs> to apologize for. If, if that's a bone to know on real quick. I think you're right, yeah? I think if everyone thought about everybody, the world theoretically would be a better place. But then now let's now think about it in actuality. Just because there's a difference between theory and reality, that's already a clinch in that theory. So what I think personally is, I think we should be more selfish. Mm. If we are more selfish, at the very least, everybody loves themselves. Mm-hmm. And so nobody is in need of external love. Mm-hmm. And once that is taken away, if you don't need love externally, it's easy to then give love because you already love yourself. So mm. it doesn't cost anything to give that person that walked up to you to say, Does he have money? Mm-hmm. because it could be lying it could be a scam yeah because yeah, you yeah, can't afford yeah. it 200 now and what yeah. if it's not lying right so yeah. you, it's easy, yeah, exactly. easy for you to give him so i think we should all be more selfish but yeah i guess it's just perspectives another thing we cannot actually always have a perfect world actually in reality of things because there will always be different things happening to different people at different times and then you as a nice person you're meeting another person that is experiencing life on another timeline and experiencing something else that you don't know they're coming from a place that is hard so i'm not sure i agree i think irrespective of your context irrespective of your story your story is not important i'm actually talking about in like relation to time okay like at the time when these two people are clashing okay these two forces are meeting okay is why even lovers have issues i could be in a process of i'm just learning this thing and you've already learned this and you expect me to know and i don't know and that's why i say i disagree because it's not very difficult, right? And this is one of the reasons why I don't deal with people generally because people make things that are very simple to me mm-hmm. seem very difficult. So you just said something. Um, you know something. Somebody else doesn't know something and one person expects. That's already the thing to be addressed. Why do you expect? It's not wrong to expect. But if you expect, are you expecting because you have given this person room to grow? You have guided this person. Also, is also understanding the person who doesn't know that because this person that I'm with knows, there's already going to be an expectation. It's... The point I'm trying to make is differences don't make a difference if you don't make it a thing. Like, differences mm. in experience or whatever is only as important as you make it. Or as as much as the people involved make it. It okay. doesn't matter someone is I mean, look at how I asked you the second question. I had said and I'd given the disclaimer saying I may be wrong, I may be yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, so yeah, I shared yeah, my yeah, point yeah. of view, but also without imposing it on you, I also said Yeah. So at the end of the day it's yeah, <laughs> differences you, you have already like gotten this knowledge. There's people that don't understand it at all. And then you, because you already know it, you expect in a way, subconsciously, that they might know it. So when you see them not do that, you'll be like, Oh, no, I don't expect. You do this. I don't expect anything from anyone. 
I've, you I, see, you've gotten to that point. I've oh no, so I've, I've not gotten to that point. I have never mm, expected things of people. I have, really what I have expected of people are the things that they have shown themselves to, to be, be. That's a very interesting way to look at. I things. don't. Again, people experience people differently. You and this person might hate each other and validly so. As long as your hate is not that you are a murderer or something that is quote-unquote very, very bad. If as much as me and you, when we relate, you don't show any sight, any glimpse of that, I wouldn't judge you as that. But again, life is also knowing that just because this person is having sense when you talk to me, because this version of them also exists, if they show me that version, mm. I should not oh, be surprised. Okay, okay. Because okay, again, do you get me? So... And that's what I mean by bias. You see somebody and then you already have this mm. bias because people think this, people think that. And that already informs your decision on how you deal with them. How 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 do I say this? You get the version of people you let them be. Example, even if you wanted to be stupid in my house, there's a way that I would have approached you either in conversation or in text or whatever that would just make you know that, listen, it's not the smartest thing to move stupid. And so you quote-unquote come correct. But that's me, right? That's, I don't use that example, but generally, people would only show you the side of them that you allow. Well, yes. So if you if someone is stupid to you curate. and you let it fly, they will they'll try you again. To, you have to curate your things in life. You're That's it. It's like you're possessing your space. And the, and the truth is, uh, for, I mean, for me, the way I've always processed life is you cannot tell people how to be by saying, no, do this, do that. What you can do, however, is live your life in such a way show them. that they have to align. I don't try to command respect or... You are not meant to. Just respect, respect myself. Just respect, respect yourself. Myself. Do your If day. you move mad and I see you're moving mad, I respect myself by moving away. Away, like, exactly. Is maybe my access to you give... If I start trading back and forth with you, that's who gives you access. And for whatever reason that you've moved mad, again, is me thinking you're moving mad. You might be reacting to the death of somebody. You might, like, it could, the war of the doesn't revolve mm-hmm. around my bomb, but it could have nothing to do with me. But again, the fact that you got to the point where you moved mad to me, maybe it's me being proud, but that's slightly disrespectful to me. But you know what? Mm-hmm. I respect it. I'm going to go. Mm-hmm. When you decide to come back and have sense, you know where to find me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, by showing them how you want to live your life, people would fall in line. Obviously, yeah, people exactly. are mad now, and some uh, people want to move, move mad. mad. But again, it's now your choice. If people move mad, do you now respond to it? I keep telling people the biggest compliments can give anyone in this life, anyone at all, is to let them affect your mood. What that means is when I woke up this morning, I had a plan for my day. If the whole world, quote unquote, falls and dies, Maybe not anything as dark as that, but the plan for my day remains the same. So what that means, if I'm not interacting with you, or I'm interacting with somebody else, and I let you affect my mood, I let you make me happy, or I let you make me sad, and I'm now channeling energy into something that wasn't concerning to me, I'm complimenting you. Even if you don't walk out, you say somebody stepped on my shoe, and he goes, and, I'm, and I get back home, and, say, and I'm telling my partner, hey, do you know that this guy, that guy, oh, if he yeah, yeah, yeah. do, do whatever he's doing, me, I'm still here talking about why am I complimenting him like that? Yeah. You know, so I choose very much who I let my energy focus on at any point in time. And so by doing that, to the best of my control, I leave. Yeah, I'm actually learning that like a whole lot this year because this year has been a lot. A whole lot. (laughs) I have grown a lot this year, man. I have. How to bust your head? This is something I'm also experiencing. I keep telling people that your life changes when you turn 25. And my life did change when I turned 25. But it's crazy because I realize that my life changes every day. This is not even a as far as Maguire, whatever, whatever. Like when I turned 26, I was like, oh my god, how much I've grown. 
when I turn 27, I'm like, oh my god, how much I've grown. When I turn 20, I'm like, oh my god. And how I'm able to constantly grow is by trying to do my best every, every single day. I'm just trying just to just do something and achieve. Time. Thank you so much. Just step by step. Because I have my whole life ahead of me. And the thing is, in as much as I have my whole life ahead of me, <laughs> <laughs> I can't help it, I'm sorry. It's completely fine. Yeah. I also can't in help but laugh whenever I do it. As I have my whole life ahead of me. I also know that whatever work I'm doing now is meaningful to what I want to do eventually. And I'm enjoying it, even though it is like torturous, even though it's stressful, even though I'm angry, but it is in the line I want to be in and not someone else's timeline. I'm doing my own thing that I want to do. So it's like, I'm learning because I know that all of this learning will make me be a boss of something. All of this work we accumulate is just something very big that can have me just retire for like the rest of my life. I feel you and I so really do. So I'm just enjoying the process. I love it and I really do, really, 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 really do hope that the universe aligns to your will. Thank you so much, Lilo the Explorer. No, you're not Lilo. Thank you so Stitch. much, Stitch the Explorer, for coming on Naked and Big. Stitch decided to stay anonymous, so sorry guys, you don't get to find out who she is, but it doesn't detract a single thing from all of the gems that she has shared. So if you have enjoyed what you heard, please don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on whatever channel you're listening on. Please don't forget to share with a friend. If you've hated it, please don't forget to punish your enemy and share with them. I do not apologize because I did not notice that the music stopped a while ago, but we were having such a delicious time. <laughs> but for the people who also usually like enter my DMs to say, guys, send me the playlist that I use for today's episode, I would still share the playlist with you. It's actually the regular podcast playlist, the Melancholy Instruments, but I'll include it in the pod notes. And yeah, thank you guys once again for listening to us. Stitch, do you have something to say to sign us out? Be good, always. What she said. <laughs> Peace out, guys. <laughs>